Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they're free. Josh Fisher, Alexander DeSopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. And just when we think sports kind of hitting a lull, NBA Finals is done. Stanley Cup is over. Shout out to the Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup. Nothing like playoff hockey, regular season hockey. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I really love it, but playoff hockey can be really exciting. I went to a we went, went to a game. We went to a game. I was about to say Nick and I went to a playoff hockey Kings game, and the Kings. My first hockey game ever. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was super weird. That was so ridiculous. That was your first hockey game ever. It's a sick Dude, game. To I, I grew up in San Diego and Austin. Where would I have gone to a NHL game? I don't. That's that's a very valid point. Like you, you would have to take a trek to go to Los Angeles, or you have to take a trek to go to Dallas to go to a game. I've been to a San Diego Goals game, which is minor league hockey, but that doesn't really count. No, I mean, Toss, did you go to a lot of Stars games growing up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because the Islanders are cheap. Same arena as the Mavs, so you know, pretty frequent thing for people to do to just go check out a game, watch the Stars. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's Dallas stargazing. Pretty, stargazing. Yeah, that's they. They also, they, I, don't know I if mean, they call it that, but they, they might. They they don't, but they want to. <laughs> they want a cup in '99, so you know that that kind of that affects a fan a fandom, right? Uh, sure. And for the next ten years, they remained relevant, and the next twenty-two years, because they went to the cup two years ago and lost to the to the Lightning during the the COVID season. Yeah, it's very interesting. If you're like uh, Nick, even like there was time like the Chargers were still kind of solid when you were like when we were in elementary school and middle school. They were great. They were great. Yeah, and they then went fourteen and two one season. Yeah, they were great. I mean, they didn't. They didn't. I'm just saying they didn't win necessarily. But it's an interesting point that when you're young, if your team is good, it may be like a tertiary sport. Like obviously, we really cover baseball, basketball, and football. But a team like a hockey team, if your hockey team is good, like really good, it could really inform your fandom. Like 
growing up, the Islanders were kind of trash, and that was the team in Long Island. And I, I'm kind of, and I obviously I'm a Boston sports fan, and, and we got to go to the second segment. But I'm curious to see had the Islanders been good, if that would have changed anything. But we're I'm Joshua Fisher. It's Alexander Sopolis, Nikki Snacks, Crider. We're the charity show. We'll be back in just a hot second. We're back once again. It's the charity show. I pitch you free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander DeSopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Before we got on air, Nick was reading a tweet or a something that said Russell, Mil- Russell Westbrook has opted into his $47.1 million option. And he goes, uh, you think? He said sources. Russell Westbrook to ex- accept his $47.1 million option with Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I mean, uh, Yar, like, first of all, that would be one of the most egregious, like, even if he left the Lakers and joined a team that was quote unquote in a better position to contend. And quite frankly, I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what AD LeBron and Russ can do in a fully healthy season. I don't know if we'll get that necessarily with a retooled roster. I don't know if we'll get that necessarily, but it would have been so egregious had Russell Westbrook and I'm all for guys trying to win, but had Russell Westbrook join a quote unquote team that was in a better position. Like, let's say this would never happen in a million years because he's from LA, but like, had he spurned the Lakers given up the 47 and taken like, a veterans minimum or like, you know, like a seven or $8 million salary, like a massive pay cut to go play on a one-year deal with the bucks or something like that. That would have been, I even then at that point as a guy who wants players to win and want, and I love when players sacrifice a little bit to go win a championship, I would have been like, that would have been the dumbest thing of all time. If he rejected that qualifying offer of $47.1 million, it's too much money. I'm even almost feeling that for Bradley Beal, who I think in multiple shows recently we've said is not a top 20 player consistently. Like he's been in the top 25 conversation for sure as most recent as two years ago, but last year he wasn't. And he consistently, he's not consistently in the mix. He's probably in that 25 to 35 range, um, especially with all the young talent coming up, but he's going to be the highest paid player, one of the highest paid players in the NBA this upcoming season after he opts out and then signs that five-year $250 million deal with the Washington Wizards. And he realistically is not going to win a championship there. Yeah, it's it's different for, for Russ because he's on the Lakers. So there could be a lot worse circumstances where he could have been you know, staying in OKC or staying in New Orleans or or Sacramento and like getting that type of money and having no chance whatsoever at winning a ring opposed to actually still being on the Lakers. Like, yes, they were trash last season, but you still have LeBron. You still have AD. Yeah. I I mean, the, at least the good thing about being in Oklahoma City is you could hide if things aren't going well. Like, you can't do that in Los Angeles. As we continue true. to see, he's always the one of the main talking points in the media um skip bayless is about to go ringside with him and go 10 rounds like i don't know why skip bayless is being such a bully in that kind of way because i feel like russell's had enough heat on him this this past season but he's definitely still in the limelight of course he's not going to opt out of that but we almost saw kyrie irving at least there are rumors that he was going to opt out of his whatever it is 37 38 
million dollar contract and and take a mid level exception to go play for the Lakers for five million dollars. So I think Kyrie's an enigma though. Like he's just you can't really like compare him to any player in the NBA because like he just his mind works differently than everyone else. I feel like. I'm not comparing to. players. I'm just I'm comparing the money because it's yeah it's ten million dollars less, but it's still seven times more than what the mid level exception is. I mean that would have been not surprising because it's Kyrie as you're saying and he is an enigma. But we all would have been like, well, but why? Why are you doing that? Like we get it, you're doing it to pursue a championship, but at a certain point you can't leave thirty million dollars on the table. I know they both made a ton of money in their careers, but even still, like that's. That's so much money, especially for two guys where who knows how many more years they're actually going to make that much money, right? We don't know. Russell Westbrook this past year looked like he was very much over the hill. Kyrie Irving, we never know if he's going to play more than 40 games in a season, in which case, is anyone going to want to pay him $30 million plus any given year? Who knows? I mean, people are already saying that the deal, that the the perspective deal that, the, that um, Harden is going to get they're going to try and restructure for like a two-year or a three-year contract to keep him in Philly. If they had it their way, I think they'd pay him one year for $30 million. But they can't because he'll walk if they try and do that. I don't know. It's in a, it's in a situation that's that's really interesting. Well, all three of those guys, though, I'd ra- I, the only reason I – one of the reasons I'd pay Harden over all three of those guys, at least I know Harden's going to show, show up in Philly. He's gonna. He'll show up to the arena more so than Ky- Kyrie. Dude just was like, "Nah, I'll play when I feel like it." Russ plays, but is a shell of his former self. He would not get even. He wouldn't even sniff this kind of money if he was in the open market. If he was just a straight up free agent, which he will be next year, and he has the same kind of year he has, he has in Los Angeles, he's not gonna get this kind of money. Not even close. He, he'll maybe get like, what would you pay him? Like eight million. Can you probably, contend? I'd probably you, pay him a mid-level exception. That's probably what I'd pay him. Yeah, exactly. To run to run my bench unit and play twenty-two minutes a game as a veteran, like that's that's what he should be doing right now. Which is like what he'll be in his fifteenth or sixteenth year is kind of like respectable, especially for what his game is. Yeah, you know his game is not Chris Paul, where Chris Paul can run the pace of the game, and it's okay if he's a little slower, doesn't have that step because he's a really good shooter. And he's a facilitator, and he's he's a floor general. Russ, although he has the assist numbers in his career, and obviously he's a really good passer, he's a speedster. He's more the athletic type, and you're going to lose that balance eventually, especially as you get into your 30s. So, especially with a lot of the younger players, so he really is a second unit kind of guy. But he's got to take the money. Bradley Beal's got to take the money. I, I don't think I, I don't I don't think Philly has a choice but to pay Harden. But for that two or three years, rather than giving a four year deal, seems more reasonable on both parts. Um, I I expect a little more out of Harden this year. I think once he gets a little more acclimated to Embiid to Philly, uh, they should. They, I saw I saw a stat with his numbers with Embiid off the court. They were good. He had a good. He he was good with Embiid off the court. So maybe he may not be the MVP, James Harden, but we could be in a situation where he gets accustomed, really accustomed to playing second fiddle to Joe Embiid, and they find their games within each other. Um, I'm not saying Philly's going to win the East, but I think they'll be in a better position, the best position well, they they've a, been in. They picked up another guard in D'Anthony Melton too, who's a, a yeah. savvy guard who can spot start and also be a, a good guy off the second unit, and Tyrese Maxey going into his third year. I mean, he should take an even bigger step forward as he's still progressed have, quite quite nicely throughout his career so far. Still have Tobias Harris. 
We still have Matisse Thibel, who's not is you know obviously an offensive liability, but defensively he's very strong. They don't have Bo Cruz though. They they, they missed on that pick. They missed on Bo Cruz. They missed on the hustle pick. I think that I I think as far as free agents go, I do think it's going to be a little underwhelming as far as what we've seen maybe like a couple years ago when everyone and their mother was switching teams. But I think this is going to be a very underwhelming free agency. Like I don't think Levine's going anywhere. I think he'll remain in Chicago. Presumably, I think the only thing that could really happen and it won't is even with Kyrie opting back in, KD being like, get me out of here. That would be nuts. I think yeah. it, it's going to be underwhelming in the sense that there's not going to be a ton of superstars changing teams. And it's just not going to be complete madness like it was. But I do think that it's going to be a very competitive free agency where you're going to see a lot of bidding wars because there's so many teams that are in the hunt that are just really close to being contenders or that are contenders that just need one or two pieces that are missing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely always guys you can pick up. I mean, I'm curious to see what the Knicks do. They've cleared all this space. They balked at taking Jalen Duran which is interesting. Do they bring in Mitchell Robinson? Do they put all their eggs in the basket on Jalen Brunson? Is that a piece that can get them over the hill? I mean, everyone's made a massive deal about them not having a true point guard, which is a clear issue. They tried to, they tried the Kemba Walker thing that hasn't worked. He's in the Pistons now, which is unfortunate for him. Um, but I, I, I'm curious to see if that even gets them into a playoff. Hunt. I think the most interesting move, which we were kind of texting about and talking about, was the potential of DeJounte Murray going to the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I actually think that if you add up all of the little things that could possibly happen, it's a, a lot different of an NBA going into next season because there's, there's a lot of chips to fall still, and they're all impactful players. Maybe they're not superstars like Kevin Durant, but there's, there's, a, there's other moves to be made, and they're going to be made. We should, yeah. we should talk about it a little bit into our second segment. And yeah, third we will. Yeah. We will. We'll get there. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Topless, Nick is next. Crowd. We'll be back with more NBA talk, breaking down the chips that'll fall. We're back once again at the charity show. I pitch your free throws because they're free. Josh Fisher, Alexander Sopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. We left off talking about NBA free agency. We're back talking about NBA free agency. A lot of guys that are not all stars, but very impactful players. And three I'll bring up Colin Sexton, who was injured last year, and obviously the Cavaliers still make the playoffs to play in without him. Um, we have Miles Bridges, who really turned a massive corner and could have it was in contention for most improved player. Uh, and then you have DeAndre Aiden, who's the third fiddle on the Phoenix Suns, a team that pretty much blew. I think their window when they lost your Mavs toss and they had gone to the finals the year before three young guys who are not necessarily all stars, but can be very impactful players can be impactful in the sense that they add that final missing piece to a team that's pretty much ready to contend or already is contending, or they take a team like miles bridges has been discussed going to the Pistons, a team that's been in the cellar and take them to that play and level game on the back of a guy like Kate Cunningham who's in his second year. Those three guys toss who's who would you want your team to go after? Well, I think it just depends. Like you mentioned that none of those guys are all stars yet, right? Aiton's going into his fifth year. Bridges is going into his fifth year, maybe his sixth. 
So these are like, this is the the time where they're supposed to make that next jump. I I really for what Aiton does positionally. I mean, if you broke it down, no, he wasn't an All Star, but at certain points, I mean, he was he was almost in contention to be an All NBA player just because he plays the center position, and yeah. there's not that many guys, right? You probably see he's, he's fifth right now, just based off of what the injuries were, um, with Embiid and Jokic, Gobert, Bam. We'll throw Cat in there, so he was sixth, right? So he's close. Um, I think adding him on the Pistons already a young core, and he can step in and kind of be that that cornerstone um, from the big position, and not having to put too much pressure on Duran, who in a lot of ways is a lot like DeAndre Ayton where, you know, they both are getting the, the kind of like baby Dwight comparison coming out of college. Um, they're both incredibly athletic. They can defend the rim. Well, they can catch lobs. They're a beast on the boards. Um, I, I like him in Detroit. They certainly have the space to sign him. The Hornets is an interesting move, but they went and got Mark Williams in the draft. So I don't think they'll necessarily be going after him because they still have Mason Plumley there. Bridges is a wing. So I think he impacts the team because there's plenty of teams out there that, that need a wing, especially a starting guy. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to pay him. And it was floated that, you know, the Hornets were initially considering paying him a max. He's not a max level player. Of course, the cap's going to go up in a couple of years. So that affects how we look at guys right now, but they came out and said, I think yesterday um, that they're not willing to pay him the max, which I think is the is the the right move. Um, they still have his bird right, so they can match anything that that anyone gives him. Um, but I like Bridges. I mean, I, I think if, if he takes a step forward, I wouldn't be surprised what he can do with his versatility, his athleticism. He added a, an impressive jump shot, but I think he also had the benefit of playing with Lamelo Ball, who's one of the better playmakers in the NBA. So if he went on to a team where he was the primary scorer. I don't know what that would look like, or even a secondary score. Um, mm. You know, a lot of his buckets were kind of given to him, gifted to him on the Hornets. So maybe he'd have kind of like a Jeremy Grant when he went to Detroit Bloom situation, but no one else played on that Detroit team with Jeremy Grant. So he basically got every single touch and every look that he wanted. Um, and I think Miles Bridges is more better suited as like a Mikhail Bridges type of guy where he's kind of a scheme fit and he does exactly what he needs to do he, he mops up on the offensive glass he hits nice you know spot up threes he can do pick and, he can pick and roll he can pick and pop um you know at the wing position which is pretty unique he's a pretty savvy defender because of his length he's just like a, a he's kind of like a b plus overall at, at like everything he's not like incredible at one thing except dunking but i don't know i really like miles bridges but the other guys that are you know it's not the this the free agency guys unless you're talking about zach levine but it's is Donovan Mitchell going to go somewhere, right? Are they going to, is someone going to put together a package for him? Are the Jazz going to completely blow it up? Is Gobert going to get shipped somewhere? You mentioned DeJounte Murray. Those three guys are all all-stars. That would significantly impact what the landscape of the NBA looks like. The Brunson piece to New York that you touched on last segment. I mean, I, I don't really want to get into it too much, but I think we all would agree that if they sign him as their core foundation going forward, that doesn't really push the needle he at this point is like just on the inside of top 50 in the NBA only because of his playoff performance. But if I had said that during the regular season last year, you would have been like, no, absolutely not. He's not a top 50 player in the NBA. So you would never have even said that even as a Mavs fan, you would never have even said that. 
No, I think, and I'm saying right now that if he is in the top 50, it's 45 to 50 currently. And it's just because he averaged 22 points in the playoffs this past year. That's it. And I so, think that would change get it as we head into the regular season. I I, I think the another guy I do want to bring in, I and mean, I love you that you bring in the spider talk. Another guy that I want to make mention of is Anthony Simons, who is another guy that I find really interesting, very young, a guy that continues to kind of grow exponentially. I don't know how far that'll hit, but there's certain teams that I'm looking at their cap space, like everyone's making a huge to do about the Knicks and the biggest secret of Jalen Brunson and you bring up Donovan Mitchell. I'm curious to see if, yeah, everyone, the, the Jalen Brunson things all smoke and mirrors and that's what they're doing. They're going to go after, they're going to go after Donovan Mitchell with all the picks they have in 2023. Um, I'm curious to see if that is a move that the New York Knicks make and was centered around Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly pieces that they still have. Could they go after Donovan Mitchell and bring him back to New York? It would be a shame to see if you, as a Knicks fan, Though you don't want to necessarily give up all the pieces and you want that depth. Inversely, I think it would be a shame to see Donovan Mitchell on the move and you not be the team that goes and gets him. That, as a Knicks yeah. fan, would hurt me. Um, but, Anthony, the Grizzlies are a team that really interests me as well because they're top 10 in available cap. They were the number two just, team in the West. I just don't think they're going to shake up their core. But, I mean, they could go after a guy like TJ Warren, who's also available and two years ago in the bubble was looked like the best player in the NBA. Uh, he just says injury not. was. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they need, they need wings to add to that team to help, you know, alleviate some of that pressure from jaws, the primary score. But I, I'm also, I mean, the Hawks are really intriguing to me because of course the DeJounte Murray uh, rumors. And the interesting thing about that is that they're apparently not going to give up anything, but Danilo Gallinari, Lisa Ann's favorite player. And first round picks. And if they could swing Capella into a deal with some other young guys and get Gobert too, if they ended up with Trey Young, Gobert and DeJounte Murray, that's a team that's a top six team in the East right there. And they could be back potentially back, or at least competing to be back in the Eastern conference finals where they were two years ago. Um, percent. And th- that, uh, you know, a team that had a really bad kind of hangover type season last year after getting to the Eastern conference finals. So mm-hmm. that's, that's who I'm really make like looking to make moves. And I, I think Kevin Herter is another piece that w- will fall somewhere where he won't be on the Hawks next season. I'd love for him to end up in Boston though. I think he'd be a great addition for the seas. Uh, just looks like a Boston guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he's from Boston. Honestly, a little bit of like I, baby scal in there. Yeah, except better. <laughs> the, the, of course. <laughs> there's a, there, there's Marvin Bagley's available. Mo Bamba's available. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm wondering if these guys' careers can be revitalized. If these guys, obviously, Bagley's a guy that was taken ahead of Luca, ahead of Trey Young, ahead of Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, right behind DeAndre. And Marvin Bagley III was a guy that we were like, is a, Pogo stick can't miss prospect. The next Chris Bosch and has just not materialized or even come close to materializing. And Bomba was viewed as a project that I think was maybe put in the wrong hands. A piece of clay that was put in the wrong artist's hands. I'm curious to see where those guys go to because I think they can be very we've seen awesome, especially from Bomba, honestly. We've seen spurts and capabilities of score to play great defense. And people really value a strong center. Like, if you're going to go get a backup center or go get, like, you know, a stalwart defensive player, 
rather than trade for Nerlens Noel from the Knicks, why wouldn't he go get Mo Bamba? Yeah. Yeah. The Clippers bring in John Wall. Nick, you get John Wall. You get a little swagger in, in Los Angeles. And all of a sudden, the Clippers with Kawhi back and Paul George, it's, it's depth. Depth is key. He's not going to be the John Wall of old. I wanted the Celtics to get him so badly. Like, that was like my dream for the Celtics to kind of go get John Wall to kind of give that energy back, give him some motivation to win a title, to kind of, you know, play a really good 14 to 15 minutes a game. He's not going to give you an all-star performance, but he, he, I still think that he can be a strong contributor. He could be what we were suggesting Russell Westbrook should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you like I it, Nick? Are you, are you a... I mean, initially I did not because, you know, I think he's a little old and injury prone over the hill, but I mean... You guys are the NBA experts, so I'll, I'll take your word on it. Um, I would say I'd rather – I mean, this could be a move that they could still do, but I'd rather go get a big man. You know, I mean, they, they need someone – they need some more size. And, you know, last season, of course, was disappointing, but they didn't have Paul George for a lot of the season, and they didn't have Kawhi for any of the season. So curious to see them play both at full health and see what we exactly need. But I think a big man is something that really needs to happen. Yeah, and they were I mean, the I, team that was going for Nerlens Noel, by the way, which is kind of caters to your point. I look at their their roster, and it's like John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Zubach, Kawhi, Paul George, Terrence Mann, Morris, Kennard, if they can re-sign him, B.J. Boston Jr., who had flashes last year. That's a that's a good roster, and then I think the the key piece is re-signing Batum is going to be huge for them. Now that they've brought in Wall, they got to be able to keep Batum around because he's such a valuable piece defensively as as a guy who can guard like two through four and hit threes. Mm-hmm. But I really like that roster. Yeah, I hope their compete. odds get better. I hope their odds get better. Their odds are like not tasty enough, but if their odds get a little better with some other teams making moves and they kind of get overshadowed in this free agency, they're a really good team to bet on at betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE. Get 50% off your welcome bonus. Maybe you take the Clippers. Who knows? Josh Fisher, Alexander Kasopoulos, Nikki Snacks, Crider. Don't move the dial. We'll be right back. We're back once again. It's a charity strike pitcher free throws because they're free. Josh Fisher, Alexander Disopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, gentlemen. Today begins the hearing that'll decide the fate for Deshaun Watson, Browns QB. More allegations have come to light. He's settled some in court. He's not going to go to jail, it looks like. I think that's been settled, made apparent. But the NFL still has to decide their punishment on him. With the climate in America with what we know about the NFL being very protective over its female fans, whether it be in the interest of females or really just quite honestly in the best interest of the NFL, either way, they're very protective of these situations. Deshaun Watson is facing a lengthy suspension. They've made it no secret that the minimum they're going after is one full season. One option is the indefinite suspension. We saw Trevor Bauer get two years from the MLB after missing pretty much two-thirds of a season, half of a season and, last year. And with no court hearing. And with no court hearing. He still hasn't been in court yet. Yes. So Deshaun Watson looks like he won't be playing football in 2022. And maybe 
not in 2023 or part of 2023. Well, we heard from a former NFL executive um, on the entertainment side, a former NFL producer, say that he thinks Deshaun may never play football again. Yeah. Or he said he wouldn't be surprised. I don't... I don't know what the contract looks like as far as like, hey, like, is there an out where like you have to pay this back? Like if you don't pay and this doesn't come to fruition, like stuff that maybe we're not made aware of. But you yeah, still but have if, to give the three round. The three, the, 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 the picks are done. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the money thing is probably the least of their concerns. It's the fact that they traded away all their draft capital to go out and get them. Is this not the dumbest thing you've ever seen? Dude, I, I, I'm really Are you surprised. It's the Cleveland Browns. I just I I I really can't understand. I just can't understand it. I just it real. I can't. I really don't think Baker Mayfield was Baker Mayfield that much of a problem that you had to give up all of this draft capital to go get a guy well, who you didn't know was going to even play behind closed doors. Though, I mean, Baker must have been very adamant that he didn't want to play for them anymore. He was done. Right. And I'm sure he still is. I, I, he probably thinks to himself, like, great, you went and got Deshaun for me. Oh, you want me back now? Nope. He's not going to play for them next year. There was There's no way they're able to mend that. The Seahawks accidentally put up a Baker Mayfield jersey for sale. They should go out and get him. I think they're going to. I think that was a leak. I think they'll have. I think they'll have Baker Mayfield in the next 24 to 48 hours for like a fifth or sixth round pick. Yeah. Or do what you said and try to go get Jimmy G. The Browns should do that. Yep. The Browns should go get Garoppolo for a, a third. Like, I mean, if you, if you want to contend and you've already gone down the rabbit hole of giving up as much draft capital as you can, you know, to quote unquote, stay relevant. I mean, the only defensible way you can say this is that they looked at their quarterback situation. They looked at their team. And they said, okay, with Baker Mayfield, where do we rank in the AFC North alone, quarterback-wise? Third. We don't know how Kenny Pickett's going to be, so third. Definitely behind Lamar and definitely behind the kid that just went to the Super Bowl. Team-wise, if you remove the quarterback position, where are we at? Defense has some strong players. They have a great offensive line. They have the best running back duo in the NFL, without question. You have Amari Cooper. They put their eggs in the basket on Joku, but he's been solid. You have a lot of talent on your roster. They've drafted pretty well the last few years. You have a lot of talent on your roster, and you've brought these guys in. they got to win now, though. Exactly. So that's the only way I could say, uh, understand them saying, okay, if we have Deshaun Watson, he's fully healthy. From a quarterback standpoint, you might take Deshaun Watson at least in the same tier as those other two guys, maybe ahead, maybe behind, but at least in the same tier of player. From a pure talent standpoint, Deshaun Watson's, if he, if he played last year, none of this happened, we'd be viewing Deshaun Watson in the same talent pool as Lamar as Joe Burrow. So the only football sense you could kind of make of this is like, all right, we're going to go get a guy that actually takes our roster, which is compete. Now our roster is good enough that we're not going to have a top 10 pick next year. So a guy like Bryce young, a guy like CJ Stroud, if one of the other Kentucky kid, if the Miami kid, if they pop off, if they're the guy or, or, you know what, maybe they're not. And maybe it just is a two horse race with CJ Stroud 
um, and Bryce Young, and, and there's really no viable quarterback outside of those two to get, and the team's picking at – what if it's the Lions picking at the top? What if it is the Texans picking at the top, and they're going to take one of those two guys, and you're the Cleveland Browns, and you're going to be in a position anyway where you need a new quarterback and you want to get one of those two guys because your roster can't contend and you don't want to miss out on a superstar quarterback, and you still have to – would have had to done – give up those three picks like the Niners did. Like the Niners still have to go give up those three picks. So maybe you felt from a football standpoint, like, okay, I'm going to have to maybe do this anyway for a younger guy. Let me go take gamble and go get the proven guy who, yeah, has all these allegations, but it seems like he's settling them in court. He's not going to go to jail and maybe we can get away with the five or six game suspension, but clearly a little bit wrong. It's a little presumptuous. You can't bet in that. Situation. I'm just trying to make sense. I'm just trying to make sense of this. That's like, I'm trying to rationalize this because to me, it's completely this, irrational. This is the most like of all the times to say like for an average Joe or ourselves to say we could be NFL GMs or we could be MLB GMs or NBA GMs of all the times. This is one where it's like, no, actually we could have been because how do you make that? It just doesn't make any sense unless you know for absolute certainty that that guy can can play. And if if the evaluation is okay, at worst he's he's missing a couple of games, sure. But that that's that can't be what the evaluation was, or it shouldn't have been what the evaluation was because it wasn't done. It wasn't. It wasn't a lot finished. of it finished. Also has to do with the Texans as well, though, right? Like. They're trying to get as much out of Deshaun as they can, and if he if it's ruled that he can't play, then they're getting nothing. So, I'm sure the Texans are pushing him as much as possible to get that trade done. It's both sides, right? What one of them really worked out for a team, the other one is a colossal fail. But if you have a guy who's probably not going to play, then there's zero value in trading him whatsoever. So they pushed it. The Texans crushed this. Yeah, the fact that the Texans even got like with the. Way it the stands, are back. The do <laughs> they, they and they were the one. They were the team that was in turmoil. Now they have some allegations against them as well for allowing for like again, quote, hiding like, information, aiding, hiding, aiding his conduct. So we'll see how that plays out for Houston. As it stands right now, pick, so I don't think they're. What would you give up for Deshaun right now? Seriously, like right now, nothing. what would you give up? For? Nothing. Nothing. Seventh round pick. And they got three firsts, two fourths, and a third. And three I even think first, two fourths and a third, by the way, not just the firsts. Obviously, they got all that, but I even felt like it's, a lot of this is that that Davis Mills was a bit of a gem, right? But that they were bad last season. They were very bad. Their personnel was terrible. They but they actually, but they actually had like some sort of redemption plan, whether he was going to play or not. And they had a trajectory, and yes, it's complete rebuild, but like they were moving on without him either way. And mm-hmm. I think that, at least to me, from like a franchise standpoint, it was pretty clear that that was the case, right? That they were heading in a new direction. And I'm, I'm not surprised given the information that we now know, but I looked up how many guys in the NFL history have had lifetime bans, and there's only three. Um, and Two of them were because of bribes, and one was because um, a guy was suspended indefinitely after being convicted of multiple crimes, including conspiracy to murder his his pregnant girlfriend. Does um, Aaron Hernandez like, count? <laughs> he's not on. No, he doesn't. But make 
make it four. Here's the thing, though. There are guys that have not received lifetime bans that never played again. Ray Rice, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, there's like there's a lifetime ban without really receiving the lifetime ban. But those guys are different. I still think those guys. I still think though both those quarterback that both Kaepernick and Ray Rice, their playing best playing days were behind them. Ray Rice's last year, he was not good, but he played. Colin Kaepernick stunk his last stunk, and Warren Sapp came out and said that it was one of the worst workouts apparently he, he's ever seen. The Ray oh the workout. most recent one, yes. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, Kaepernick like, was guys, just like not great. The guy hasn't played in like six or seven years. Yeah, I mean, it's now at this point though, it's it's mood. He's you know he's he's it's it, it didn't cross fast enough. But the, the Deshaun Watson situation, I just like if you're the Cleveland Browns and you're the general manager that pulled this trigger, if you're the head coach that was a part of this situation, quite frankly, if you're the owner that okayed this. Like, I don't necessarily know how you can call for an owner's head. You really can't because, like, they've been calling for Dan Snyder's head for God knows how long, and he's been evading the chopping block for the same length of time. I would be up in arms. I would want a for sale. I would want the GM. The GM should be fired. If he's suspended indefinitely, GM should be fired on the spot. On the spot, because you're right, Toss. All the times the average Joes, the couch coaches, you know, the the shower GMs, you know, like the toilet bowl presidents of personnel have, uh, you know, come out out of the woodworks and be like, I can make a better move. Yeah, I could have handled the situation better, a thousand but, percent. And of course, I, the, all of us could have. Of course, the Texans are pushing it as they as they should have been. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the Browns still had to say yes. They yeah. had to say yes, we will do that deal, and they did. I mean, the, the I could think of a thousand. I could think of millions of people that would make. There were there there are people that have been dead for 150 years that would have made a better decision than the Cleveland Browns. Now at this point, they're just dirt. Like it, what a piss poor representation. First of all, you're the GM of the Browns. You're like the you know you're the front office of the Browns, and you've worked your whole careers to get to this point. And this is the move you go and this is the hill you're going to die on. What a sad situation from that standpoint, like completely pathetic. Like this is like, you might as well tanked and and got the same player pretty much next year's draft and Bryce young. Yeah. Like go get CJ Stroud, go get Bryce young, whoever pick your poison. Like you're saying, like you might as well have tanked. You really might as well have tanked or, or use those draft picks that you traded to trade down. Yeah, yeah. To, to go, in, in to a, right up in a time in the AFC North with the Bengals and Ravens have never looked better collectively. Those two teams, like together, they're powerhouses right now. Why would you not go and trade a third round pick if you really wanted a different quarterback or wanted that quarterback competition for Jimmy Garoppolo? I really don't understand how that was not the feasible option. How was that not option number one? All the guy did to get to the Super Bowl is throw seven passes and hand the ball off, which is all you have to do with this. this like, and that was with Raheem Mostert, who, like, after the year after, like, Toss and I took him in fantasy as our RB1. Yeah, no legs. Like, a bunch of Jamokes, dude. Like, this, they have Chubb and you have Hunt. I mean, this is one of the all time, it's going to go down as the. Worse than the Ricky Williams, Herschel Walker, worse than all of these trades combined, honestly, because it's just for everything involved in it is so pathetic. 
We'll close up shop in just a bit. Josh Fisher, Alexander Sopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Thank God we're not the Cleveland Browns. Hey, everybody. Charity Stripe back here. Flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through setup with help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control, and when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcast, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Or DJ sets. Or DJ sets. DJ Nikki Snacks. It's just Nikki just snacks. snacks. I don't know. I know. I knew. I knew. It was just. I knew. I. I know. I knew, but I couldn't help myself. I'm thinking about how ingrained it is in my brain to go Nikki snacks, Kreider. For me, just to go Nikki snacks is like my mind is like kind of like combusting. It's tough. Nick, were there any other name options that you were considering for locking in Nikki snacks? I didn't really think about it. No. There's a DJ out there named Kreider, but it's spelled K-R-Y-D-E-R. So I wouldn't really take my last name. Yeah. Not the move. I I, I think that Nikki Snacks is like a it's fun. Like as you get bigger, like you could like, you know, Aoki cakes the crowd. You could snack the crowd. Just throw out some some uh Southwest peanuts. Uh that would probably <laughs> Maybe that's sure. a liability. I think because what if people are allergic to peanuts? What about one of those like snack, like the, like the like oh, t-shirt cannon, but snack cannon? Ooh, that's a great now, idea. Now that what a comeback idea with like the canisters Southwest... of like of uh of Pringles just like firing yeah, out into the like crowd. Pringles minis. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's all. we have to figure out like. Like, like, just like fun, like Twizzlers, you know, just like stuff like you people can just snatch in the air and just put in their mouths. I was know. thinking, I was thinking like the, the multi, multi, uh, bag of the chips. Chips. Like, yeah. That's yeah, what I thought yeah. you were going with. No, like yeah. A, like a fun pack. Yeah. That's got like four different flavors. Six Instead bags of, of each flavor. It's got like Lay's and. And Doritos and Fritos and Cheetos. Caramel Crunch. I mean, like, instead of, like, you know, you guys, you guys know that game. The, uh, the uh, instead of, like, you know, crowd surfing people, you could crowd surf, like, that bag of, like, chips. I feel yeah, like funny. true. Or I can get a, a big, uh, big old bucket of pub mix from Costco and then just spray it around the crowd. Pub mix. <laughs> pub mix would be hilarious. Or, cheese, uh, or, like, the cheese puffs. That, like yeah, and that, we can masks. do this forever. Should we, we keep yeah. going? Should, should we do keep, a whole another episode? Just we, should, we should do a whole another episode and go check out that episode uh, anywhere you get your podcast because we're the Charity Stripe fans out there. Drag both feet and balance. We're gonna full count up that puck at that pot at your PKs because they free and your free throws. Why guys? Because they are free. Because they're free. We outro. We love ya.
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Shop the Sherwin-Williams 4-Day Super Sale and get 40% off paints and stains from June 7th through the 10th. With prices starting at $29.39, it's the perfect time to transform your space with color. Whether you're looking to revamp your bedroom, living room, or home office, we have you covered with bold hues, soothing neutrals, and everything in between. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.